0: Hello and welcome to the MHR podcast. I'm Andy.
1: I'm Alice.
0: Alice, welcome to your first episode of the MHR podcast, joining us this side of the deck. How are you feeling? Good,
1: good, good? thank you. Yeah. Usually
0: the other side in the producer's room looking after assistant producer Tom. I imagine this is a lot nicer place to be actually, isn't it? Oh, it's so much easier. He's a nightmare. Oh, no. um, so thank you, Alice. Uh, Emma's off sick this week, so we wish her well. But her loss is our gain because we've got you now to talk about what I hope will be a discussion on Talk Money Week.
1: Oh, lovely. Are you sure? Yes.
0: Do, you, do you want to talk about money?
1: <laughs> Let's try.
0: It's well, well, we have to try. That's the point, right? It's a uh, touchy subject for a lot of people, yes. talking about finan- finances. Uh, and that's what Talk Money Week is about. So if it's all right with you, I thought what we could do this week is we'll talk about what that week is, or the initiative. We can talk about what businesses and employees need to do to address those money problems and uh, I've also got a bit of a guide from MHR on how to address financial well-being of employees so we can offer a bit of advice. Sound good?
1: Sounds good. All cool, yeah. right
0: then we'll kick it off then. First bit is what is Talk Money Week? Do you know have you heard about it before?
1: I've heard a few things. Have you?
0: Oh, okay yes. is that reading about this episode?
1: Um, no comment. Yeah. Okay
0: yeah. Um, I wasn't very aware of it either and um, um, so it's an initiative run by the Money and Pension Service, and it runs from the 6th to the 10th of November. Um, so it's this week. So it's a great time to talk about it. And I thought it was really apt for us as well. Right. Because we've done loads of podcasts this year. We've done about, well, we've done about 50 by the end of this year. Wow. Um, and a lot of them talk about financial well-being. And at the very start of this year, we talked about um, uh, employee well-being checklists and what was the main thing that helped drive employee uh, um, retention and satisfaction. And we made a lot lot of comments and observations on that financial well-being is increasingly a higher, higher, higher priority for employees. Right. Whereas usually you looked at emotional well-being or physical well-being. Yeah,
1: that's Um, true.
0: Uh, And those are the typical things you think are a priority. Uh, But financial wellbeing still remains very much top. And when you've got a um, a Gen Z workforce coming in saying they want more from an organization, not just a remuneration, but they want the support, they want that extra added value that businesses can offer them as to why they would stick or apply to a business, I think this is a really interesting topic. Definitely. So um, Talk Money Week is about acknowledging that a lot of people struggle to talk about their finances. And that even though we're in a uh, we're in a world at the moment where the cost of living crisis has kind of been there all year, a lot more people are struggling. It's a lot tighter for a lot of people. Yes. Um, we're still acknowledging that it's very hard to talk about these things, even though we're a lot more empathetic or conscious that these are things that are affecting a lot more people. So Talk Money Week is about making sure that everyone has got an opportunity to raise concerns about their financial well-being and get access and join p- conversations that are going to help give you routes to solve your problems uh, and get... Uh, and, and, get, and get ahead of it, right? Um, so uh, you can find out more about it by going to the Money and Pension Service website. Um, and it's basically just an opportunity to get, um, to get access to resources or join events or have activi- activities or talk about everything from pocket money to pensions is what they say. And their initiative this year is just to get everyone to do just one thing, One thing that will help improve their financial well-being. Um, So they're making a lot of noise about it. And I think it's a really apt thing for us to talk about this week. So they've backed this up by providing a bit of research. They've said that people who are more in tune with their financial well-being or take active steps to address it uh, uh, feel the benefits in a number of ways. That can be that they make better and less risky financial decisions because they're more attuned with their financial needs. They make stronger personal relationships, which makes sense because I suppose finances can seem very personal. But if you're more yeah, open definitely. about that, yeah. you can create a stronger bond with person because you connect on the more intimate level, be that financial or whatever, right? Yes. Um, they can help their children form good lifetime and money habits, uh, something I needed growing up, actually. God. But again, I remember <laughs> growing up and maybe parents wouldn't talk about finances. Cause that oh, no, not at just all. go with their kids, right? No. But maybe being more open about this is healthier, helps people learn about it from a yeah. younger age, right? Um, And also being more in control of your financial well-being means that you can be a lot less stressed or feel less anxious because you feel more in control of the situation you're in. Because let's be honest, finances control a lot of factors in a lot of people's lives. That is a big limiting factor. And if you're under pressure there, you're under pressure in life. Yes. So that um, that is why Talk Money Week wants to start these conversations because it can provide those benefits to
1: people. Right. Nice, right? Yeah.
0: Actually, so it's not as not as not as boring as I thought it would be. It's actually no. quite interesting
1: and quite relatable. And it should be relatable
0: to everyone, I think, really. Everyone gets paid. Everyone needs money to work and operate. And everyone feels those stresses. So Mm -hmm. the more we can be aware of it, the more we talk about it, the more we can support ourselves. And the more we know what to ask from businesses who can support us.
1: Exactly. Right. Um,
0: So before we talk about what we do or what we advise people, right, uh, there is uh, tools and calculators on moneyhelper.com or the money uh, pension service website. uh, So you can access those as well. However, Alice... This is where we talk about us a bit, but in a good way, all right? Yeah. Um, we've got a guide, haven't we, on our website? It's called The Ultimate Guide to Employee Financial Wellbeing. You can find it at mhrglobal.com. And I think it's a really nice response to what we talked about earlier, which was the check-ins guide released this year, going, you know, people really want financial well-being. What does that mean? What does business need to do? How can they address the fundamentals of what employees want, right? And the headlines of that guide is that, you know, you need to be very clear about what you're offering people and you need to make sure you're offering certain things or addressing them to uh, encourage financial well-being. And that is, you know, fair salary. That is free financial advice. How can you get that from your organisation? So you doesn't feel like it's something you have to pay for, which seems counterproductive, It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) A pension scheme. Let's be very clear about what it is, how it supports you and how you can um, take part in that fairly, right? Bonus scheme. What does that mean for you? How does that, you know, what opportunities do you have with one of those? Retail offers and discounts. It talks about healthcare plans. How can your business support you when you need things the most urgently? Um, and money management courses. How can a business help you educate yourself about your own finances and the money that they're paying you so you can take more control of your life? Yep. They're the key pillars that that guide talks about as kind of resources that businesses yep. should look at. But I believe you've been looking at some stats uh, as to uh, from the guide and pulled out a few key bits of information that a lot of businesses can learn from.
1: Yeah, I have. And um, it is quite interesting because when you come to finance, you probably think about the monetary side, but you forget mm. about the financial well-being that falls into that category. Um, I want to start found was that 25% of workers have reported losing sleep over money ma- money worries mm. um, and to think as well that with money worries um, 8 in 10 employees um, admit that they take their money worries to work yeah. um, and with that you're probably thinking that it's not just them and their money worries, yeah. it's going to start impacting their work isn't it their day to day and with that it can impact probably their colleagues, it might impact relationships um, and I've got a stat here, 77% admit that impacts their performance. So that oh, yeah. just goes to show the pure impact. It, it really can have the financial well-being.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that it has a knock-on effect to other types of well-being as well. Um, and especially I can say I can see the relate to the kind of the personal one a bit is it as well because obviously um, you, the reason you work is to get money so you can afford to live and if you're under yeah. pressure then you're not enjoying your life which means you're not enjoying your relationships which means you're not enjoying your personal opportunities to just do the things or whatever you want to do so when it has a knock-on effect with other people it just seems ultimately fair and that's when it starts to spiral right
1: yeah definitely okay. and I think it goes to show how important it is that you know we spoke about kind of talking about you know it's money week but yes. opening up that communication um but also I think for businesses to reach out to their employees as well and and show that there is um advice out there there's help yeah. there's someone to talk to because yeah. you know if if they're not going to reach out to their employees then employees yeah. probably are thinking who, who can I talk to um and I know certainly being younger in the organization <laughs> um but it's true you come from school university and no one really teaches you about money
0: yeah it's interesting because that's how I feel I mean I'm, unfortunately as you've highlighted I'm a bit older I never um, said that yeah. You hinted. Um, But I never felt like I had that growing up. I never felt like I had. So I was taught about how, you know, I was taught about maths, I was taught about subjects, I was taught about all these things that I needed or I wanted to choose to learn about. But I was never taught about the fundamentals of how to manage money, which is such a key part of life. And then I've gone into a work environment where it's integral and actually, maybe I don't feel the most adept or in control of how to make the most out of the money that I'm earning from work or how best to manage that or make the best life decisions. And I think if you have those things Place you can do that, right? Completely. Um, so uh, that leads us nicely into kind of. So we've talked about obviously what we talk about in the guide, but so what? What do businesses do? What, what actions can they take? Whether they're you know they're familiar with MHR and all the, the advice that we give them or not, what what are the key takeaways that you could take away to kind of support employees and managers now? And you hinted at one earlier. So the t- the top line, and it's always the same for most podcasts, is communication. Um, it is always communication, but the idea is, and it's kind of the main focus of Talk Money Week from what I read is is about enabling conversations, hosting conversations, and fostering a dialogue between employees. And managers so they can help keep lines of communication open, right? So it's enabling people to feel comfortable about going, I have this issue and I can talk to my manager about it. Because my manager wants to hear, they want to be involved and they yeah. want to help. I won't be judged, I won't be yes. f- I won't feel silly because the immediate assumption is a lot of people is going, financial problems are very personal, Completely. it's about money, and I don't want to look silly in front of someone because maybe I've not managed money or money hasn't been able to be managed in the right way. And that will be a reflection on me or my ability and I don't want to be judged at work so why would I bring that into a workspace environment Um, it doesn't have to be about that um, so not not everyone seems to trust their managers and managers may find it difficult to discuss this with other people because they don't feel informed. So we have to inform managers how to hold these conversations. Um, Anonymised surveys um, to ask employees about financial well-being can help this. So if you're if this is it's new to an organisation, it's like, how do we get the scope of the amount of people that are struggling with this so we can build a solution in place without yeah. making people feel vulnerable? Yeah, and so let's be
1: honest, it's it is hard to start that conversation, but once you get the ball rolling...
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, it does get easier. And and like you say, I think hopefully we move to a more open and that's about this subject. Because it is, let's be honest, we grow up and no one talks about money. No.
0: And it fosters trust, doesn't it? Between yourself and your manager, and you feel like the culture is there to support you rather than judge you. Yeah. Um, So communication is key. The next one I think is really interesting is to do more about um, the software that you have in place, right? The solutions that you can utilize in your workspace right so once you've got those communication lines open you need to start putting together a series of bespoke solutions so to do that you need to look at what you know what are your processes how do you automate those or how do you how do you harness or foster opportunities in your organization for people to access these solutions right Um, so let's be honest if you went to HR or if you went to your manager or you went to someone you work with personally and you could talk to and you said, I'm having this problem yeah. financially or with my well-being or whatever way, you won't be the first.
1: No, You're not the first person not. in
0: the world to have well-being issues. No. And I think a lot of businesses, under, a lot of employees starting to understand that probably all of these things have been talked about before and there have always been solutions. If a business can start to get on top of that and go, we know if someone's in this position This is the solution that can help them. So why don't we start building processes in place where we can go, don't worry, you're not alone. This isn't the first time. There is something that can help. And we've got a process in place. Suddenly you feel a lot more supported. You feel like you're on a path to success. You're on a route out of the problem. And I think businesses need to look at that. Um, We have software that we use people first, or I can can track my check-ins with people. So Mm -hmm. automatically there's a process there to communicate. I've got opportunities to log on and do some learning if I want to do money management courses, or develop myself that's in place i've got an opportunity to check in and let people know about my concerns and that's logged and that triggers a process if i need to do that all these things
1: help definitely and i think one thing you've just kind of noted there is with the check-ins or even just like say talking about it or putting processes it's creating up a bit more of a transparency about pay or any challenges you have um one thing i found um with our own software drop it in here but um we have real-time payroll um Mm. It's quite a modern way of looking at payroll, um, but what it means is that basically when I log on and I can see my pay slip, yeah. if I put an expense in, um, it shows up straight away. So things like pre-planning um, for budgeting or if I have something coming up, I know exactly what I'm being paid. Yeah. But for me, um, something that you probably is a key challenge is people are probably wanting to know how much they're paid so that they can, like, say, afford their lifestyle or look forward to paying off something. Um, But at the end of the day, whether it's communication or you're using technology like real time payroll, um, it's opening that transparency, isn't it? It's having a bit more awareness about your situation.
0: I think we take it for granted as well because like, we, so we work like 95 jobs at a desk, right? Or in an office or in an office environment, right? Yeah. So we know that we have a contract and we pay, it, we work hours and that month is a certain fixed amount. Um, Not every industry is the same. Not every workplace is the same. Not every employee in a workplace is the same. There's loads of mixed ways of people being paid per time, per hours, per how they do it, shift pans. It's all very complicated for lots of different organizations. So as soon as you look at that in terms of, well, what's the impact of me being able to see what I earn as I earn and draw down from that as I need to? In that kind of kind of pay as you go real time kind of method, yes. you start to see a lot more value behind the ability to make informed decisions based on what you know is currently there, rather than going, oh well, it's just it's a lump sum at the end and then I'll figure it out. Well, no, actually, I don't need to. I can I know what I'm earning, and if if I'm in a shift pattern, say I work in retail or I can hospitality, and actually I can pick and choose when I work or the the way it works. I want to know that the decisions I'm making are, are, are racking up to a certain amount and I've got full control of that because now I can make more decisions about my personal life or what I'm going to do to spend yeah. the money or how, what, I, what I need from yeah. that or how much hours I need to work
1: this yeah. week. But you just said something key there, which is the control.
0: Because
1: mm. um, if you have more control over your finances, um, let's be honest, you're going to be more confident, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Um, and again, we've, we talk about trust, but if you have confidence in your finances, you probably... You know whether it's good or bad but you, you know you can you can go and talk to your manager and trust in them that they will listen to you um and offer advice if you need to or you know like you say if you have confidence in your finances that you probably might go for more opportunities like yeah. you know it's endless it's it, you live off it let's yeah, be honest absolutely.
0: um and the last tip that they had here was uh, maintaining your data records This goes back to people data, which we tend tend to talk about quite a lot. And it goes back to what we're talking about. So we have a system, right, where we can do real-time payroll, right? That's what we offer to businesses. We also have softwares that make sure that you have better sight of your people data. Why is that important? Well, because if you have a very good comprehensive view of your people and the hours they spend and how much you're paying them per hour, and you can work that data around, and you can calculate that. If you can also calculate how many hours are being spent on sickness, how right. many hours have been spent on annual leave, for whatever reason, um, how many hours have been spent on training and development. You can start to make predictions about trends and have a better sight of how your employees are spending their time. And as a result, where the opportunities are for growth or the opportunities are for people to feel vulnerable due to their financial well-being. So having a system in place that better records your people data so you can make uh, business planning decisions better is integral. And it does come back not just to oh how can we grow the business but yeah. also how can we make sure employees are okay yeah. how can we and how closely is that tied to productivity yeah. because if if we can increase productivity by making sure people are feeling more secure and uh, retaining people then that's only good for the business it's only good for people who feel like they're more satisfied in their world, world of work yes. um so people data is integral so definitely um, yeah, the, um, again, increased absenteeism, sickness, leave, all these signs of bad productivity. If you're not recording them, you're never going to track them. You're going to lose people. You're going to start losing money as well. Yeah. Um, businesses don't want that. Um, so I think, unless there's anything else, I think I think we've covered Talk Money Week. We've talked about it.
1: We have. We, we have.
0: Do you feel more informed?
1: I do indeed, actually.
0: How's your financial well-being? <laughs> how good? is it <laughs> yeah it's a very personal question but i feel like you should be able to talk about we it can
1: we can talk about it it's good good it's good right ask then. me in the new year after okay. christmas yeah
0: well we'll have another situation. chat cool um well, thanks, Alice. I feel like I'm more informed about Talk Money work. I'm glad we've talked about it. Hopefully, yes. it's encouraged other people to talk about it so. this week while it's so important. If you want to find out more about what we suggest in regards to your financial well-being, you can go on the MHR Global website. You can download The Ultimate Guide to Financial Well-Being. It's all on there. It's very helpful and it's a quick read. Otherwise, you can find us on socials and we'll be back next week. I've been Andy.
1: And I'm Alice. Cheers. Bye-bye.